0: hello there everybody this is Tyler and this is Danny and we're here with another episode of fucking fried squirms we're here to talk about wolf cop which I'm super excited to do but before we get there this is the podcast where we get stoned and talk about horror movies so let's get to that getting stoned we got our green hits going today Danny what am I about to fire up Awesome. So this week I brought over the Strain Apple Fritter,
1: mm. one I brought over before, but stopped by flour on the way over. And with that being said, this strain is a hybrid. It's 50-50. This one was created through the crossing of the classic sour apple with animal cookie strains. Now, this one was also noted for making the High Times 2016 World's Strongest Strains list. So with that note, <laughs> no puns intended, the range of THC, I know we've talked about this in the past, but it's somewhere in the 20s. I think this one over at Flower is 22% roughly. And with that as well, the terpenes, which we've talked about, a little bit more telling of the strain, is it's noted for its high levels of karyophylline, its high levels of lemonine, which is where you're going to get some of the citrusy, kind of fruity notes. And it's also noted for its alpha-pinene and beta-pinene terpene profile as well, which, like, once again, I, I talked about, if you have problems with asthma, me like breathing in general, mm. because it's an, a bronchodilator, it's going to help open up those capillaries in your lungs, so this is a good strain for people who might have bronchitis, it could be asthma, stuff like that, so.
0: Nice. So this time, when I went to flower, they didn't have any J's, but I loaded you a bowl of something I've never picked up before. Sweet. Today, you are smoking some platinum garlic. Ooh. Bred from OG Platinum and GMO. Flavor-wise, it's supposed to be a little bit more of like a spicy herbal. With like being bred from Platinum and GMO, it got the name Garlic because sometimes it smells a little bit like garlic. Not gonna lie, when you first fired it up, I was like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> There's just that that tinge on the edge of it. This one's coming in at about twenty-eight percent, and it's supposed to be just a little bit more of a mood lifter. I think we're probably a little bit too experienced at this point to get very giggly, but it's known for being a giggly strain. So. I mean, we're we're giggly as
1: it is, so that's, right. yeah, you know, that's nothing new.
0: And then, of course, that'd, you know, make it a better strain for, like, depression, headaches, inflammation, appetite loss, that sort of things. I haven't had too much of it yet myself, but you'll have to let me know how it goes. Oh, no, so far, so good, man, and... Because I'm smoking out,
1: out of uh, your little piece here, it's pretty nice.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different way of smoking, of course. We're normally smoking J's,
1: but I mean, hell, I like smoking this too.
0: Fuck yeah. So, with that, before we get to the very end of our green hits, I'd like to remind everybody we got the Patreon going. Patreon.com slash fried squirms at the very lowest level. $1 a month. You could have been listening to this last week. Patrons get every episode a week early. And at our $3 level, you also get our Patreon-only episodes, where we've been going back through our catalog and re-watching movies that, in some cases, we haven't watched for six years now, considering how long we've been <laughs> no, having the, the show going. It's so, wild. that's been super fun. We're coming up on a fucking hell of a stretch of a bunch yeah. of movies we all love. Yeah, it's going
1: to be fun. The next several months are going to be fun.
0: It's going to be super fun to re-watch those, see if our feelings have changed any it's been quite the ride so far. <laughs> I agree. I don't yeah. think that, once again, I still haven't went back and re-listened to our original episodes to find out how it might differ. I don't think we're coming at a very drastic...
1: You know, it's just in a little bit I remember, not, not a lot, nothing that's like a huge contrast.
0: But it's definitely been different re-watching these.
1: Without a doubt, that's very true.
0: And I have a feeling some of these... I guess, uh, honestly, I think we got Visitor Q a little bit better this time around. I think so as well. I think because we've dissected, if you will, a few more
1: of his films and films within that genre, it's helped us in terms of reading those kind of films.
0: We 100% did The Cell better this time around. (laughs) Man, Uh,
1: I want to say it's probably more than two-thirds condensed. Like it's 66% condensed. The movie didn't deserve a three-hour pod. (laughs) Well, we were also still learning the way. That's right. But now this is the way.
0: (laughs) That is true. This is the way. (laughs) Do you know the way? (laughs) Hey, we're still learning, but I feel more comfortable. Anyway, patreon.com slash friesworms. Also at that top level, we got the Discord going. You could be talking to us right now. We would let you all know when we're recording.
1: Hit us up. Let us know.
0: Hit us up. That sort of thing. Patreon.com slash friesworms. With that being said, let's move in our next segment and find out the guts and bolts of Wolf Cop. Guts and bolts. Alright, guts and bolts. Who and what went into the making of Wolf Cop. Spoiler free, and we'll get to the spoilers in a bit. Start with our spoiler free setup for this movie in case you don't know what the fuck Wolf Cop is. <laughs> Alcoholic cop it's turned into a werewolf and it renews his passion for crime fighting (laughs) but strange things are afoot dun dun dun
1: i mean for a spoiler free setup i think that's a good way of delving into this film so we do like talking about the cast and crew of our films that we review so this week we've got director and writer his name is lowell dean This gentleman is a Canadian filmmaker. This is his second future film. So with that being said, he's done some films, most notably I Heart Regina, because, you know, it's based out of Saskatchewan. I also heart Regina. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Love the stuff. (laughs) He's also noted for 13 Eerie. Now, this is a little bit of a spoiler. There is a sequel to this film. So he's also the director of Another Wolf Cop and the film Super Grid. All right, cinematographer on this is Peter LaRocque. Gentleman known for a television series entitled Blood, Lies, and Alibis from 2012. He's also noted for Small Town Bringdown. Editors on this are Michael David George. Really the only thing of note that he's noted for. He did Live at the Phoenix for Tegan and Sarah. And Mark Montague is the other editor, and this is really the only thing of note from him. Music was composed by Shooting Guns. Now, there is another noted gentleman, Toby Band. Now, he joined Shooting Guns, I think, during the time of this, which is interesting. And uh, with that being said, they also helped with the soundtrack to Another Wolf Cop. Okay. All right, special effects. I've got three different gentlemen. We've got Casey Marcus. He helped with the special effects coordination. This is a gentleman who's worked on an episode we've actually reviewed before. I know we didn't talk about him, but he helped on Incident in a Ghost Land. That was episode 169. Another gentleman, once again, that helped on Incident in Ghostland is Emerson Zippel. He was the makeup supervisor. And Akash Sherman, he helped with the visual effects. This guy's helped on the films The Rocket List and the Tragically Hips music video Ouch and Not Necessary. All right, this was produced by Bernie Hernando, Deborah Marks, Danielle Masters, Hugh Patterson, and Andy Gartzite. Production companies were the Coop Company and Echo Land's Creative Group. Distributor for this was Image Entertainment, and RLJ Entertainment. They helped with the 2015 United States DVD release. It had a release date on June 6th, 2014 in Canada. It was a limited release. had an estimated budget of about a million dollars. That's Canadian dollars. And the tagline that I've got for this is Half Man, Half Wolf, All Cop. Moving to our cast, I've got... Leo Fafard, he plays the role of Sergeant Lou Garou. Now, this gentleman is also in the film I Heart Regina. He reprises his role in Another Wolf Cop. He's in the film Supergrid and the film Cage Fighter. We have Amy Matizio. She plays the role of Sergeant Tina. She was in the film Just Friends. She was in the film Undercover Grandpa. She reprises her role once again in Another Wolf Cop. She's also in Supergrid and the film Cosmic Dawn. All right, Jonathan Cherry is a guy. Actually, I've seen before because I'm about to mention a couple of films that he's in. But Jonathan Cherry plays the role of Willie Higgins. He was in the film They. He was in the film Final Destination Part Two. He was in House of the Dead. He was in both Goon films as uh, Belky Belkyor. Oh shit! As the okay. goaltender. Uh, he was yeah. He was in Goon and Goon: Last of the Enforcers. Highly recommend those, especially if you're a hockey fan or a sports fan in general. All right, he was also in Another Wolf Cop, and he's also in SuperGrid. All right, we have Sarah Lind. She plays the role of Jessica Barrett. She was in the film Punch. She was a part of the Edgemont television series from 2001 through 2005. I think she was in every one of those episodes. All right, she was also in the film The Exorcism of Molly Hartley and the Humanity Bureau. All right, we've got Aiden Divine plays the role of chief officer. Uh, He was in Coal Creek Manor. He was also in A History of Violence, Outlander, Rookie Blue, and Suicide Squad. All right, we've got a gentleman we actually talked about before. We've got Jesse Moss. He plays the gang leader in this film. We talked about him back on episode 21. He was in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. He was a part of the uh, college kids. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he was a little preppy kid in that one. He was also in Ginger Snaps. He was in the film Prozac Nation. He was in Final Destination, Part 3. He was in the films The Uninvited, The Big Year, which is a really good comedy. Highly recommend that one. He was in 13 Eerie. He was in the episodes The Tale of Train Magic in C7. This is back in 1995
0: for a little television series some kids might know by Are You Afraid of the Dark? Here's the other one that jumped out at me for television series. He did a voice watch, in yeah. fucking Reboot. Mm. But, oh, I feel really bad, though, that I didn't recognize Chad from fucking Tucker and Dale, though. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, once I saw him, I was like, yeah, that's definitely him.
1: All right, we've got a few other actors and actresses, and then I'll run out in our cast and crew. We've got Corinne Conley. She plays the role of Mayor Bradley. A few films of note from her. She was in The Return of Count Yorga from way back when. and a film, actually, Damn. I was recommended. looks kind of interesting. It's called A Christmas Horror Story. came out just a few years ago. All right, we've got James Winningham. He plays the role of The Coroner. He was in the film I Heart Regina. He was also part of that television series I mentioned earlier, Blood, Lies, and Alibis from 2012. He was also in The Sabbatical. And last but not least, we've got Rylan Alexander, who plays the role of Terry Wallace. He's like he's the only other candidate for mayor. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was in the film 13 Eerie, Stranded, Supergrid, and Cage Fighter. So, yeah, that runs out of cast and crew. You gave us a brief synopsis setup. I uh, should give you guys some warnings.
0: Language, violence, mm-hmm. blood, gore. Yeah. Some nudity. Nudity. Yeah. Dong, once again, you're going to see some ding, a little, ding Yeah, things. a little bit of ding-dong.
1: I mean, yeah, there's... That kind of covers it, right? Yeah, good good, good amounts of... I won't say good amounts, but yeah, there's gore, your standard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's kind of a throwback to some campy 80s kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little score wise maybe a little bit better done than some of them. I agree. I agree. Though not a ton.
1: Yeah, that's like, what it's like. It's in I can't there say a lot but but
0: like. Right, but it's still de- yeah, you're right. It's definitely in there. Yeah, I think that about covers it. Sweet. So I guess with that, let's uh find out how Wolf Cop made a squeal. How? How?
1: <laughs> how does that make you squeal? All
0: right. Wolf cop, how did we squeal? Now, Danny, you'd seen this before, because this is my first time.
1: Yeah, a few years ago, when I first was introduced to Zavi Mm in the UK, I picked up some still books, and this happened to be one of them that I picked up.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, so I've had this. I remember when you got those, but I forgot what was all. Like, yeah, this was one of them.
1: One of like the, I think I maybe picked up like six of them. Anyhow, yeah. What were the others now? Um, I've actually got to post it posted on the on the gram, but I picked up Byzantium, okay, which has uh, Sarah Sharonin in it. I also picked up Bride of Reanimator, The Blur Witch Project, Society, Kill List, and this one. Oh, okay, sweet, yeah. yeah. And you know, at the time too, I will say in Zobby's credit, I don't think they do it anymore, but I got to think all of them for like ten bucks a pop oh nice yeah so that's part of the reason why i picked them up like that and they're still books and they're fucking nice so anyway back when i picked those up that would have been back in shit but like, like 20 shit 2019 something like that so yeah a couple years back three four years back
0: and uh yeah i've watched it like maybe twice prior to this weekend okay wolf cop how did it yeah so this is my first time how to make me squeal i fucking i, I dig this movie i thought i dug it more than i did though mm-hmm. because it was kind of hard to get through the second time not because like it was a slog but no, i, I just understood. kept fucking zoning out and it's easy to do after you've seen it once or twice like i watched it and i was like oh that was fucking dope like how why <laughs> didn't i watch this earlier and then that second time i was just like Doo, do 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 oh, what's I, going I on totally like and i'd pop back up here and there like oh shit that was funny <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly. oh shit that was funny and, like, I mean, I I didn't ignore it. Like, I have notes and shit. But no, understandable. It just, man, it, it was hard that second time. I don't know why. Maybe I just have to space it out more. <laughs> I think, no, there's certain films I feel like that have,
1: you know, certain rewatchable qualities. And this one isn't one I would watch, like, over. I mean, I understand who might, you know. I, there's a certain appeal to that. But, yeah, I think for, for me, probably the same reason why I've only seen it once or twice prior to this weekend, for the same reasons. It's like, it's a good film. I enjoy it. it's it's not necessarily one i want to watch like all the time i think
0: and that's no discredit to this film despite like the nudity and some decent gore i do think this one would kind of appeal to a wider range because of how much it feels like a throwback i agree but that's the thing i can only recommend somebody watch it once you're probably you probably do the same thing i would second time through Yeah, there's not there's not a lot to chew on, right? And it's not so funny that like you're putting it on purely for the comedy, right? And if you're trying to follow the storyline,
1: I could see if maybe you tuned out somewhere where it could be a little confusing if you try to tune back Mm -hmm. in. But the story pretty much spells itself out. It's not like a super complicated story or anything like that. It's pretty. It's funny.
0: No, I agree. Like it's ridiculous. I think fucking homie had a lot of fun writing this. Oh, I would imagine so. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I could have been involved in some way because it, it seems like a fucking great time and a bunch of fucking references, in, or not even references, like just funny little fucking in-jokes in there that I'm just like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, no, there's like little references to to wolves or dogs or werewolves. I mean, and, as soon as I lions. saw his
0: name was fucking Lou Guru, I was like, you motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> yeah, which this film itself... You could say is kind of i don't know if you want to say an amalgamation but it's it's kind of like a a little bit of a jab a light-hearted like a love letter jab mm-hmm. to werewolf films and also because the writer director wanted to do a cop film he was kind of torn he's like why not just combine them <laughs> fuck it and that's what he did i mean that's literally what he did he wanted to do a horror film werewolf film and a detective film like a buddy cop film mm. Yeah, and this is how he
0: came up with this brainchild. And, like, kind of defies some of the tropes of those, too, because it's a buddy cop film, but it ain't at the end. No, it's not. Or it kind of s- right, right, right. is like a new start to a new buddy cop film at the end. You could say it's the birth of one, perhaps. Yeah. But it's not the buddy cop film you think it's going to be. No, which I think that's a nice little
1: twist to it as well in this story. It does things that are... I used this word a lot last week, I noticed, when I was editing... But I use it for a reason. It's it's clever, you know. It's mm-hmm. like there's ways that you can do stuff that it can be right on the nose. It's like okay, I know what you're doing. But when you're, it's almost like a joke. I mean, it is a joke in a sense where you've got this, uh, you know, the, the setup. and You hit the punchline. You're like, oh,
0: <laughs> that was clever. That was that was funny. that's like that was good. That was mm-hmm. smart. Let's get the basics of this out of the way, and then we yeah, can just jump around, around and talk about whatever the fuck we want. The fucking fuck-up alcoholic cop in town gets enticed out into the woods and has a satanic ritual performed where he gets turned into a fucking werewolf.
1: True. (laughs) Oh, that's true.
0: He, as doing what little work he does around town, shit keeps happening. His best friend finds out. They kind of have a little bit of an adventure day together with him in the fucking alcoholic wolf cop (laughs) as he fucking werewolves out again but it you get fed a little bit of information like through the movie and you find out yes fucking werewolves are real but not just that like they're real because they're created through this ritual for a whole nother ritual because reptilians are real (laughs) yo there's a couple of personalities who would love to probably watch this film they're like there it is (laughs) There, there I told you I've been saying this for decades. And werewolves are made so that reptilians can suck them of their blood to increase their own lifespan, which is stupid and complicated, but kind of fucking hilarious too. Yeah, and like I so said, that's why I like it. It's
1: absurd. It's like it doesn't make it sense, but that's the whole way it doesn't have to make sense. It's silly.
0: After being lured in for a night of hot sex, he gets drugged and captured. And it turns out that like everybody that you've been interacting with this entire time is a fucking reptilian, except for the cop that he doesn't get along with. But they actually kinda go way back because they're both townies and she comes to his aid at the end and they kick ass.
1: Yeah, I mean that's bare That's the bare bones of this movie, right? Bare bones. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and I mean that is really bare bones. But that's what this is. And um, then we can fill in the blanks from here as far as all the, the juicy bits.
0: First thing. Like I said, his name is fucking Lou Guru. If you don't know that, that's French for werewolf, right? And that's wolf man.
1: And it's funny because that's his name and that's exactly what that means in French. And it happens to be a
0: Canadian film. <laughs> so, you know, let's play on that. If you're in the United States, you might have heard especially down south around Louisiana, you might have heard of a regional variation okay. known as the Rougurou.
1: I mean, that makes sense, go. Go. And
0: It's just the corruption just because of fucking Cajun and all that shit. Right, and it's going to happen, but same thing. Same difference is what they say. Or if you watched Supernatural, they brought in a Rougarou in one of the episodes. That's awesome. Rather than your, you know, the normal Lougarou.
1: Yeah, did you note, maybe not the first time, but the second time through, did you note the opening, like, title scene or sequence... Where it kind of gives away what happens to you. Yeah, as I'm
0: saying, it's basically showing what happens to the cop. I also noted that that opening title sequence was very early 2000s. Certainly was.
1: <laughs> it kind of, a little bit, it kind of a little bit had the Masters of Horror feel.
0: A little bit of the Masters of I, Horror. I, a little bit of the um, Wizard of Gore remake. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little, a little bit. bit of 13 Ghosts.
1: Yeah. It definitely had the feel... Yeah, the uh dp even noted that too he's like they were going for a certain feel for the film you know mainly for because of locations and budget and all that stuff but they just ran with it once they kind of you know got the the look the aesthetic game over
0: i fucking love that the goddamn festival that's coming up and there's always a festival coming Uh, up right that's almost the gag at this point right it's some either kind of a season or an event or a festival. A Holiday, yeah, some kind of towny shit, whatever. The fucking drink and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> they legalized it. <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, that is reckless, but that's that's fucking the hilarious point. though." <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. So fu- also, I can see any number of towns hilarious. within driving distance of us hosting a drink and shoot.
1: Well, you know we had Tessie's Fest here, so that's not out of reason.
0: <laughs> that was Fucking ridiculous. I thought it was both on the nose and weirdly, cleverly hilarious to have the fucking gang holding up places be the three piggies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just funny. Now, here is something that a lot of people might not have caught. The name of the bar was the tooth and nail. Jessica, prior to what we see later in the film, which. Who's really on the fucking nose is always wearing something red. There's a Tennyson poem that is very often quoted when talking about the savagery of nature that is not nail, but red of tooth and nature, red of tooth and claw. Uh, red of tooth and claw. That's really neat. Most of the time, that sort of imagery goes along with predator animals, of which one of the most famous here in North America is a wolf. So most of the time, the imagery associated with that phrase is a fucking wolf. wow. That's, like, so once again why I use the word clever. Because these guys are witty. And she was red of tooth and claw and then later shows up as Little Red Riding Hood. That's true. Which, you know, we know the
1: characters are in that story. Mm -hmm. I would hope most people would. But, you know, if you're going to play on the whole wolf aspect of this film... Why not put as much as you can, right? No matter how obscure or, you know, maybe out there, you know, it's still. I think it's neat, man. I think that's kind of neat.
0: I'm curious. I I really want to watch the second one now and see if they find ways to continue with that.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched the second one, the uh, another Wolf Cop, so I
0: can't comment on it. But I'm intrigued. I'm super... most of the same people are on board. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that nobody was named. Oh, what is it in Wolfman? Larry. I can't. I can't remember. But you know what? Like the name. I'm so surprised nobody was named the fucking lead character's name. Well, perhaps. in but the, maybe in the one. sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: perhaps. We'll have to find out sometime. But.
0: Larry Talbot.
1: <sighs> that sounds maybe right. But I. I I'm
0: gonna remember. look that shit up. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. So yeah. The opening title sequence is what I said. I was kind of noting the opening. I was like, yeah, it's giving it away. Then he wakes up, and you kind of get, you know, the introduction to your characters. Something I thought that was really interesting, too, and this has to do with the extra features that I was watching, was the costume designer, she had some input on how, and this this is big time spoilers, too, because you gave... The bare bones, like there's some huge reveals at the end of the film, like when, when you learn most of the characters <laughs> who you think they are, they're shapeshifters. So
0: there are multiple characters. Right, that's kind of what I left out of the bare bones.
1: Yeah, but and that's that's, okay. that's, that's kind of okay. what I
0: meant by like almost every character you've ran into that isn't right. already dead is a shapeshifter. And I think that was clever because that was something the first time
1: through, I think because I wasn't paying attention too much to the, like the story itself. It threw me for a little bit of loop because it's like, what the fuck just happened? Well, you know, knowing that twist, it's like
0: yeah, that's actually that's that's kind of fucked, but it's also good. Well, it's kind of funny too because all their double characters aren't really characters that have reasons to be by each other, like not just in scenes, but like in everyday life. Right. So like, it's, it's not like just a case of, of oh, you've never seen them in a room together. It's like, why the fuck would yeah, they be in no a room together? Reason to be but what I was getting at other with, than maybe the fucking sheriff capturing the gang leader well I mean I understand that
1: but that's that's the hitch is the costume designer said when she was picking out the outfits she wanted to go after like certain themes with the characters and, and how they're connected when you see the switch with the shapeshifters you know mm-hmm. like what she's like if you pay attention to like the gang leader a lot of his stuff is he's got a lot of accessories gloves and stuff and she's like he like, has hey, kind of a certain attitude and the same thing with the chief. He's, when you first are introduced to him, he's just—he has it out. It—it it seems like it. He has it out for mm-hmm. Lou, you know, just like always on his ass. So they, she's like, there's little clues that they're trying to give you with the the costumes and things of that nature. So I was like, okay, that's kind of neat, little tip offs. Uh, something that really jumped out this time—not that it's a major deal—but I was like, man, that's sometimes it can be a point of contention for some people. But <laughs> I was like, man, that clock. On the wall is a USSR clock. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's kind of neat. But outside of that, it's just a clock. I'm like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. I don't think there's anything
0: behind it, but I just thought it was neat. So something I know, I'm, I feel like we've brought this up because it's happened before, but we've also brought it up because it's a thing that happens in real life, and I still don't understand why. But... When he went out into the woods, when he got fucking ganked and turned into a fucking werewolf, before he finds his homeboy strung up, he finds porn out in the woods. Why the fuck is porn in the woods a thing?
1: (laughs) I, you know, it's Canada, I'm not going to ask a bunch of questions. It's a thing, though. I found porn in the woods. No, you're right. I mean... I've talked to lots of people that have found porn in the woods. That's I'm not saying like, oh, I've never, because I've heard plenty of stories of it. Believe me, trust me, I have. Um, I'm just like, I'm thinking about time periods and how people, when you didn't want stuff in the house, you would probably hide something that was close by but far enough away to where people can't immediately find it unless you either stumble upon it or you're looking for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for the same reason, like, yeah, you're like, oh, shit, I can see why somebody snuck out here, (laughs) dumped it right here.
0: The thing is, I've heard a bunch of people stumble on porn in the woods. That's hilarious. I've never heard anybody say, "Yeah, I used to keep my porn in the woods."
1: No, I,
0: I can't tell you,
1: of anybody that I know, you know, I was like,
0: but somebody was putting porn in the woods. <laughs> somebody was putting porn in the woods all over. Fairy porn mother. Because <laughs> this is happening in Canada. This is happening here. This is happening all over the United States. i was like, I wonder if it's a North American phenomenon. I have to look into right? that. I'm gonna have to look into that. I have to ask it some Europeans be like, yo, y'all find porn in your woods? It's like, fuck it, we were making the porns in the woods. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, I'm just
1: joking. But, you know, that's, that's interesting because I would imagine now, like, that's almost a non existent thing.
0: They'd be like, I don't know about porn, but we saw 96 fucking Finnish grandpas walking through uh, nine, <laughs> hanging dong. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I hope that's not what's hiding out in the woods. <laughs> Ugh. Stay inside for
1: no one uh makes sense now considering. But <laughs> you know that's that's almost like a uh finding a unicorn or something of that nature out in
0: out in nature. Out in nature. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally out in nature just what is this? Also, man, this might be the only werewolf movie where we see the dick transform.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so
0: glad you said that. I mean, <laughs> like,
1: oh I love that, but I was thinking that when he's taking that wizard, and then the blood comes out and you're like, okay, that's fucked. But then, yeah. It keeps big, going. Yeah, because you get a close-up on the dick and then it balloons. Yeah, and I'm like, no, don't do that. That yeah. shouldn't be doing that. And then it rips. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I think that's, once again, the whole point. It's like you've seen transformations starting from the face or from the hands or something this like that. This is a
0: pretty good transformation. It is this sick. This a top-tier transformation. <laughs>
1: I really enjoy the fact that they went practical. It wasn't just because of budgetaries, because that's like, you can do a lot of really cool shit with practical effects.
0: The only thing I didn't like about this transformation, and I'm ranking this like a 9 out of 10. This is one of the better transformations I have seen in a fucking werewolf movie. Yeah, yeah. But what I didn't like about it is they basically split it up between two transformations. We didn't get just one super intense transformation sequence. We got one in kind of weird lighting that's a good sight. yeah that's, a good. that's kind of like a third of the transformation, and then it goes into like well, what's going on? Does he remember? was it him, yeah, and then we get the rest of the transformation sequence later on
1: yeah that's that's a solid point that's solid, yeah I, I mean outside of that, yeah. but I mean no, otherwise, right. like no, fucking no. it's great though, so that's just it it's like you know if you're going to make a film and you're going to do especially a werewolf film because that's that's when you can really fuck it up bad. Mm. especially yeah I can't really complain too much like yeah outside of minor critiques I can't really complain
0: I wonder what it is that makes it so much easier to do kind of a cheesy werewolf movie as compared to like a Hmm. vampire movie
1: you know that's, that's a good point too
0: because you'd almost mm-hmm. think that those would be easier to screw up. Because if you screw it up, you just have an idiot walking around acting like a fop in a fucking coat cave. I,
1: I, that, well, one thing, well, <sighs> I <was> like, <laughs>
0: what it makes me wonder is,
1: you know, the difference between how one is is turned, mm. you know, because you still have that human element to you in, in terms of being a werewolf. You know, you're just you're transforming into a beast, but. If it's not a full moon, or in this case, eclipses and things like that, then you're you're still human, you know, in a sense. Whereas once you're a vampire, you're dead. You're a vampire. I mean, you're still in your human body, but you're not really human, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's like, no, you're a vampire. Big difference. So maybe there's, like, a certain attachment to the werewolf in that that sense. It's Maybe it's more relatable. I don't know. I'm just guessing <laughs> for the most part, but... No, that's a, that's a good question, though, in terms of filmmaking, though, because, um, yeah, I it, vampire films can be real shit mm-hmm. when it comes to kind of stuff like this.
0: They both can, though. That's Well, you no, know, you're right. You're right. It but just this... seems there's a lot less werewolf films, though, in general, because it seems like people are, I don't know, almost afraid because it's so easy to just be like, okay, that was fucking cheese. I, that's a solid
1: point. I think it is because of the cheese factor, honestly, because it's... If you don't do the transformation right, or if you don't do the makeup, or make it look like a wolf, or believe it, it's you're going to get <laughs> you're going to get
0: roasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially now, it's going to be a meme. And it's weird too because if you look at the history of the werewolf movies that have worked, you can have some kind of funky looking werewolves. Yeah, that's okay. Like, if you, least least like 41, if you make it look like the forty one, if you make it look like the forty one Wolfman, people are still going to fucking buy it. Right, because it's recognizable at this point. It's.
1: I don't want to use not the word, everything but it's has kind to be like underworld comic. or something. No, 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 no. It's like yeah, you don't have to. I mean, you don't even have to be like dog soldiers or nothing. I mean, right. I hope that you would, but <laughs> you don't have to. It's like there's practical ways to do it, and this is an, a good example. This of is it. a good one. This yeah. Is a... uh, here's what I find interesting. This is really cool. Is how this film got like the funding
0: and how it right got off the ground. It was what at least it was partially Indiegogoed, but that came from something else, right? Like right. So. The director,
1: once he got he got the idea, he pitched it to the producer. Let me, I'm gonna pull this guy's name up because he's actually in the film, believe it or not. Uh, Hugh Patterson, Hugh Patterson and Bernie Hernando have worked together on previous films, and when they got the script, they both liked it, and it was kind of greenlit by them, but they didn't have enough financing to back a full project. Okay. So what they did was they shot like a promotional trailer. They had the concept. They got a couple of actors on board who worked on previous projects that I mentioned, like iHeart, Regina, and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. 13 Erie being another one. And, yeah, they shot a trailer for it, basically. And coincidentally enough, when they were shopping it, there was this um, company, I suppose, I think that's what they are. It was called Cinécoop And what it was is like a nationwide thing in, in Canada where filmmakers submit like their promotionals, demos, whatever, to this and it's a three-month campaign it's like a social campaign you make content like commercials and promotionals and shit and leading up to it it starts winding you know like dwindling the competition down so they made it into the top five and they got invited to like a banff film festival okay and uh the cool thing about that is looks at leading up to it they were doing i think calgary expo like one of the um one of the the comic cons and stuff there. So they were getting a lot of exposure out on the street, a lot of street buzz. And that was the whole point. Like Facebook was getting a lot of buzz. They were just doing a lot of promotionals, getting the word out. And, yeah, they won. They won uh, the million dollars that was, you know, the prize money, helped them get the funding. And then they shot this in 17 days. Damn. Yo. So, yeah. But what helped is because they had all the makeup and stuff already kind of made and molded right They made pretty like chipped away and... yeah so when they were going into the film and into production and stuff they had a lot of the makeup and stuff already kind of down because they had the same people working on board mm-hmm. and yeah everything was already kind of in place to be quite frank it was just you know <laughs> having a film in that time slot but yeah I was like that's that's pretty impressive how that, all that came to fruition and just to make something that's kind of goofy <laughs> you know it's not bad yeah. it's not bad but um Yeah, I mean, to to use a guy... The guy who did most of the, like, the makeup and stuff, um, he was a pretty young guy, man. I think he's probably, like, close to your age. okay. Yeah, so I was expecting, like, a much older guy, but no, he's did a good job for being pretty young.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, one of the reasons I definitely want to watch the sequel at some point, preferably sooner than later, but, fuck, I have such a long list of shit that I want to watch that who knows what will happen. I want to see if in the sequel... He continues just ripping off faces. Man, that was dope. Because that, that happens a couple times. The one in the
1: meth barn <laughs> was really good. And the actor who was in that bit really sold it too. Yeah, It helps, like I said, having that, that behind-the-scenes
0: stuff. But, yeah, seeing him in makeup, he's, he was, went into it. He like leaned right into it. Now, we don't see it happen a couple times, mm-hmm. but when they find the bodies in the bar... They, they're fucking playing with the face and shit. That was funny. That was hey, this really looks funny. like you, Lou.
1: Considering what we did last week, or not last week, but the week prior mm-hmm. with Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, you know, in terms of a Patreon episode, it's like that was kind of coincidental in a sense.
0: Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But those look good the it's, face yeah. itself, the fucking ripping off. It really did. I don't know if he has a signature move yet, but it's either between the face rip or just the swiping somebody's head off their shoulder, because those both happened a couple of times in that movie. He he was effective. If you got swiped, you were were out of there. It was one of those things where if you think too hard about it, you're like, well, why is this fight taking so long when he just fucking ripped that guy's (laughs) arm off? That could be probably some of the gag Mm -hmm. in this film. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, he could if he wanted to. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's funny. I love that he was just so into the fucking fight in the meth lab, though, that he, they almost didn't get out in time.
1: <laughs> i tell you what I thought was interesting, too. I mean, with uh, well, all that stuff going on in there, it was the choreography was really cool, is how they blew up that barn. And actually what they did, they used a a model, a scaled-down model, but it wasn't a miniature model, because it's like, yeah, if we did it with miniature, it was probably going to look like shit. Uh, but somebody, in, I think they said in Winnipeg, Helped them build like maybe uh, probably like an eighth size scale mm. and brought it out. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, to the location. And, yeah, they, they showed how they were setting it up and That's blew it up and stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty neat. It looked neat. good. No, I did because I was like, I you, could, you could I tell some of it was scaled down. But mm-hmm. when you see the actual explosion, I was like, oh, shit, that looked like the real barn. <laughs> but it fooled
0: me. Shit. I don't blame the movie for not expanding on this because this isn't that kind of movie. Right, right, right. But there's a weird part in the center that kind of threw me off for a second, where the movie posits through, uh, mostly through a couple things that Lou says. I I didn't write down exactly what he says, but it kind of brings up the like, well, am I me when I'm the wolf? That's a good point. And it also made it seem like he really doesn't like killing people. And that like, he's going to try to make the wolf Mm. not do that if that is him. And then, like, two scenes later, he's just, like, wolf-copped out for the rest of the movie and has no problem just fucking offing oh. people. You know, you know what else is <laughs> silly on top of that
1: shit? Is the fact that he is an alcoholic, so in, in his normal loose self, that's a detriment. In the wolf-cop, it's like a, a He's like a, a drunken superpower. master. Yeah, it, exactly. It's like a superpower. It's like it it actually helps him that's (laughs) that's how he overcomes in the end Mm -hmm. it's like
0: that's fucking stupid but it's it works it works for him and i was like man and i'm like i know that you're (laughs) never going to answer these questions right but why bring them up i know i I, that's
1: something i know we've talked about in the past and they're there but yeah you're right it's like uh there's no closure (laughs)
0: because it can be interesting either way i I was recently reading a a book that involved some werewolves and one of them was telling the story of like the first time he transformed and it was kind of fucked up because like him and this chick that he had just met had like had a one night stand but had both got bit by the wolf mm-hmm. like in the morning and when they transformed it happened to be while her family was looking for her and they find out the next morning that they had fucking ripped like her dad and her brother to fucking shreds. Wow. But no. it was kind of it was kind of neat because in the aftermath she was like, well that's me, like, I'm the wolf, and really took it hard. And he was like, I didn't do shit. Th- these people were attacked by an animal. Hmm. So I think that's something when you posit
1: that kind of stuff, it brings up, like, those philosophical questions, you mm-hmm. know, like, yeah, am I really me when I'm in this state? Because, I mean, And do could, the rules apply the same when I'm in this state? That's, that's interesting because we literally see him have his skin ripped apart Right, like he's being shed of his skin, hmm
0: so is it really him? I don't know this movie was never going to answer that no, and of course it's not, not. it's not supposed to. I'm not no. holding that against this, no, I, I just I kind of wish no. that they wouldn't have given him the dialogue to yeah. put it back in my mind to be like, Oh, and then do what they do for the rest of the yeah
1: movie. I mean but then it you know it also leads down to that road. It's like, okay, well, you know that's a. we've got that question, and then we've got the the whole thing with the. You know what's really going with these shapeshifters who are these fucking people really what are they really since the only town is you know that kind of stuff uh, and then it leads you further down that rabbit hole but i feel like yeah it's it's part of the absurdity of the film man i'm not gonna
0: lie i was kind of fucking pissed when homie turned out to be a shapeshifter
1: yeah he's a good actor i totally forgot about it the first time over the weekend that i was like oh yeah fuck i forgot that there's that twist that he's actually a shapeshifter I wanted him to actually be his buddy. That's why I like him. That's He's he's believable. He pulls that buddy-buddy shit off mm-hmm. really well. And he's a funny guy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. You get that nope. twist and you're like, you motherfucker. Yeah, then you find out he's actually the chief. You're like, oh, fuck, really? I mean, it's funny enough to me when, <laughs> when you find out that the mayor right. Right, yeah. is Jess. You're <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. He's like makes you think i'm even a woman (laughs) like well you're a shapeshift you can be whatever you want that's fine with me you're a fucking alien whatever (laughs) whatever dude that was really yeah all that shit that that whole twist was funny the fact that they had the the drunken shoot and drink whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's fucking wild They give you the whole 32 years. So that even brings up other questions. Like what happened in 1950. He he
0: notices a fucking pattern that never gets brought back up again. The
1: only one that really, there's not much closure, but at least you understand what happened to some of the characters. Like you understand what happened to his dad Mm -hmm. and you understand what happened to, quote unquote, his partner, Tina. Her dad, her dad ran the bar because you see the pictures. Here's something fucking hilarious. To me, it is. When she's like, yeah, I used to sit here. And drink Shirley Temples and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when she said Shirley Temples, was like, uh-oh. I got an anecdotal story that's mm-hmm. going to make one of my friends really pissed off. <laughs> but I had a buddy of mine who thought Shirley Temples had alcohol in him. We were at a reception party for one oh, of our buddies' wedding. Yeah. So he was kind of, you know, being a little arrogant, like, how much did you pay for your drink? I only paid blah, blah, blah. You know, playing that game with us. The uncle of the bride came down to offer to buy some drinks and asked my buddy, I'm not going to say his name, but he knows who he is. He's like, what are you guys drinking? And he's like, I'm Shirley Temple. And he kind of snickered. He's like, you sure? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've been drinking them all night. I'm getting tipsy. He's like, dude, there's,
0: he told him, there's no, oh, my buddy got mad. He's, he's, he's like, like, man, if you like that, let me get you some of the strong shit. I'll get you one of those Roy Rogers. <laughs> yeah, let me get one of the Mono Palmers. <laughs> and he's like,
1: come on, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I thought that was so funny because, like, god damn, I got
0: a buddy who got, got by that shit. That's fucking funny.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't a kid either. That's the funny part. <laughs> 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 but what I'm getting at with the story itself is at least we understand what happened at least a little bit in part in 1982. Do we ever learn who the werewolf, though, was? Because I don't remember that I don't that think bit. so. I don't think so. And then the 1950 bit. So what I'm getting at is there's some interesting story because they said that they go back at least 200 years in the town. So there's a pretty deep history there if you want to explore it. Just saying it's open to it if they wanted to. So, I mean, there's some interesting things within the, the story that could be explored further if somebody wanted to. Not necessarily that you have to, but it's there.
0: I'm honestly surprised that there's only one sequel. Like, I want this to be like six movies long.
1: Well, it's interesting to say that. Because when this was pitched, that guy I was telling you about Hugh Patterson. He said, when. Uh, when that, said,
0: that, that'd be, feel like a true throwback, too.
1: What I thought was funny, it, like, say so when he was pitching it to that Cinecoop, he said, when I thought about this film, he said, what we wanted to do is we thought about the F word. And everybody kind of got quiet. He's like, franchise. He <laughs> <laughs> said, we want to make this a franchise, is what he said. And I was like, well, I can definitely see it, especially the way they promoted the shit Mm -hmm. out of this film. And they had to in order to get the money. So they had that in mind, whether or not they pull it off is one thing. But that was an intention, was to have multiple
0: films in this franchise. I want there to be as many of these as there are Friday the 13th. I'd be fine with that. I say that al- almost as a joke. Like, you should have yes. the exact same amount. I <laughs> is including something Including one where he goes to fucking space. I'm not trying to pitch this film, but it's
1: just kind of a coincidence, is that Hatchet, that series, is very similar. Mm-hmm. Because it's more or less kind of a, a spin... Not a spin, but just kind of a play a little bit on the slasher. Right. You know, trope. We're gonna to get to
0: those sometimes Yeah,
1: it's like that. It's like so what I'm getting at is like if those films can go four or five deep,
0: why can't this? And like they don't have to all be gold. No. We no. just need the amount because that's a joke in and of, in of itself. If have you seen Wolf go go Cop deep? seven?
1: <laughs> no, right. It's like Short NATO can go six, seven, eight deep, or whatever the fuck they're mm-hmm. at now.
0: People make this happen. You already funded it once on Indiegogo. Let's exactly. do it again. Exactly.
1: And well once again too it, it would bring that revenue back up to uh saskatchewan Mm -hmm. and they've Mm -hmm. already talked about the fact that you know it's hard to get filming and stuff up there so why not
0: give them another shot yeah so with the back half of that movie i am surprised at how much that other police officer then grew on me after his friend was a dick yeah (laughs) solid point what's her name tina or something Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah tina i
1: can't remember her last name right off the top of my head let me see because she doesn't return back. I uh, just, Sargentina, but whatever. No, she, you find out, yeah, like she's actually very capable. She's got a dead shot. She fucking snipes out, homeboy. Mm hmm. He was the first one that was taken out, was Willie, Mr. Higgins. Uh, yeah, and then it turned to shit from the rest, from that point on, actually. When I was also thinking about this film, it made me think more about how would I pair this film with other films that we've watched. Coincidentally enough, when they got the poster made for this film, because it's got a fucking dope-ass poster, is it was done by the same person who did... Not that one. There was a different one. Oh, I know. Yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, the same person who did that one also did uh, Hobo with the Shotgun. Yeah, see but, it now. Yeah, makes total sense. <laughs> I mean, coincidentally, well, yeah. It's their the Another
0: Wolf Cop poster, though, modeled off the Cobra poster, is I, so I mean, fucking
1: good. It is, kind of, it is hilarious, but I like it. <laughs> it's you so know, fucking good. You know, coincidentally enough, I know we brought this up last week. But the the director of that is Panos Cosmatos' dad. Oh, of Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. George exactly. Cosmatos? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Panos has talked about growing up on the set of those films, you know, with his dad. But yeah, that's awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, everybody who was in this film, they do a fucking good job, man. I really enjoyed this film because yeah. You know, it's one thing to lean into like the be campy side, you know and and know that that's the purpose, but you also have to have actors and people who are capable of also pulling that stuff off uh, like so I feel like everybody did I their like their part, I they agree. really did, and it's hard to complain like this yeah, the film is silly, yeah, it's you know probably loses a little luster after first second view there I don't think I could sit through it after a second view like in a row, right. You know, I was like that's a little much for me, but I would say this would be a fun one like for a double billing, maybe even a triple billing, like one of those hey, let's get a group of friends over, watch some wild maybe can- Canadian films, go Canadian horror. Wolf Cop, Velocipaster, <laughs> And I don't know. No, I would I would probably if I'm going to keep it Canadian, I would go this, then Hobo, mm. then maybe like a uh, Scanners or something like that keep it Canadian.
0: Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, I dug it. Like I said, it's hard on the rewatch value. Yeah. But on that first watch value, fucking fires on all cylinders. And that's, that's exactly what I took away from it. it was that first time
1: watching it way back when, three, four years ago at this point. I was like, yeah, this is a fun film. This is surprisingly really good. It's just, it kind of suffers from that rewatch value, you know. And that's, no discredit to this film, because I can understand its cult status and things of that nature. You know, hence why it's also got a follow up too.
0: So. And here's the other thing with occult status: like, if the, the Roxy were to go play it, mm. I'd love to see it with a, a fucking crowd. That's this would be a fucking riot with a crowd. Absolutely, <laughs> I would.
1: I would love to see people react to the whole dick transformation. <laughs> I want to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. But we, you know, you just can't set that up every day.
1: No, 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 no. But
0: you know, one day,
1: you never know. We know a few people, maybe. We'll see.
0: Speaking of one day, we know what's happening on the next day that we record. Wow. What are the odds? It doesn't always happen,
1: but... Guess what? We know the next two times. We do. <laughs> Our lucky stars.
0: <laughs> no, we, no, I'm, I'm excited. So well, next, next time is going to be... Let's say, we were just talking about werewolves. Flip uh, the coin to vampires. Yeah. Dracula dead and loving it. Dude, I'm excited. I'm excited
1: for a lot of different reasons. Outside of the fact that it is Leslie Nelson, it's a Mel Brooks film.
0: It's been way too long since I've seen it. And not, we also get to talk about Amy Yazbek. Yes, which is awesome. Um, maybe one of the biggest crushes of my youth. We'll talk about <sighs> it more. Oh, we're definitely going to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm stoked. I fucking it's been way too long since I've I've seen this. It's interesting that we brought up
1: the fact that, you know, you can do a vampire film really bad, but this happens to be the exception to that rule.
0: That's right. And then after that is... Yeah. Hellbound. Th- Hellbound. That's right. Then found. I was going to say found. It's coming up. It's coming up, too. <laughs> That's why I said, y'all got to get on our Patreon shit, because we got some good shit coming up. Man, I mean, even the stuff we're doing in between is really fun, but yeah, hitting those old school episodes has been a lot of fun, too. Hellbound, I'm excited, because we did Hellbound. Yeah. We both know fucking the first one front to uh, uh, back. Yep. Yeah. So we didn't really have to rewatch no, it ever. It's not really I know right. what happens. All right, Frank. We're good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then we re we rewatched yeah, three. Really wild, we did. We did. Then, which are arguably the best three, the first three. Yeah, I'm uh, you're at your own Past that, have fun. Yeah, that's it's that's on, you. It's a, that's hard. You're you. on your own at that point. <laughs> Now we get to go back after having seen three again, because I hadn't seen three it had in been a long-ass sh- time. Long-ass time, exactly. So now with that fresher, that's going to be a fucking blast to go back I and agree. be like, alright, let's take another, let's get eyes on two again. Yeah, I think it's a good time right after three. Let's get eyes on Doug Bradley again. <laughs> let's see what's up, Doug. <laughs> Do it, Doug! <laughs> <laughs> but that's next time, or the time after next time. This time, I'm out of things to say about Wolf Cop. I don't know about you. Nothing. Then I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com